Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. We are back at it again, the Sean Soapbox, and I have the excellent, the greats, Gwen Hopper with me in the studio. Introduce yourself to the people. Hi, everyone. I'm Gwen Hopper. I'm a senior at North Carolina State University, majoring in chemistry from Gastonia, North Carolina. Um, on campus, I'm the president for the Society for Multicultural Scientists, and I'm also a College of Sciences student ambassador. And off campus, I also do some other volunteering, such as Adopt a Highway, Adopt a Stream, and Habitat for Humanity. Dope, dope, dope stuff. What area code is the is Gastonia like? Um, seven o four. The seven o four. That's near Charlotte, right? Yes, yes, it is. It is. Okay, okay. Do you consider yourself kind of part of the Charlotte community? No, no. <laughs> and for anyone out there listening that's from Charlotte, me saying seven o four is not me claiming Charlotte. I know y'all get personal about that, <laughs> so I just want to say I am not from Charlotte. Yeah, the Queen City people be taking that personally. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of get it because like I'm from the nine one nine, and like a lot of people think that's Raleigh, but it's really Durham. But like you know, what I'm saying it's, it's all it's a, it's all a complex thing. Yeah, but yeah. I did want to ask you about. Uh, you said you're in chemistry. Yes. You know, that is a very how do I put this PC. It's a very I'll say trying major. <laughs> uh, to put it lightly, it's a very trying thing. A lot of math problems, a lot of stuff like that. It's very much a STEM major. So, like, why did you pick chemistry? So, chemistry is challenging for everyone. Even people that major in chemistry is challenging for us, for professors and people in industry. Chemistry is hard. And I think what makes it enticing to me is that it is hard. So, Anytime you are doing something that's challenging and something just clicks all of a sudden, it's so gratifying. And even if that feeling doesn't come every time I'm doing a homework problem or every time I have a test, when it does, like, nothing beats it. So, yeah. And chemistry is the basis of everything. It's so fundamental. What do you mean, like, it's the basis of everything? I thought that was, like, physics. Like So, like, physics is a part of chemistry. Like, there's chemistry and physics. There's physics and chemistry. So, like, electrons and even in these microphones, the, the, the electricity that it needs to flow through it, that's all chemistry. Your brain, all the hormones and stuff, that's all chemistry. This room is all chemistry. It's polymers. It's molecules. Break it down. Break <laughs> it down. Now, for real, break it down like... like I'm not sure people understand that about chemistry, like how fundamental it is. Like, Chemistry is something that's so simple that it's hard. <laughs> like, it's, it, honestly, once, once you start, once you get past that block of chemistry is hard and you just look at the paper or whatever you're looking at or think about how it's necessary for everything, it's simple. But until you can get past that mental block that it's not, you won't be able to grasp it. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, you make it sound like chemistry is this thing, like, that once you get past that block, it just becomes, like, the door is just wide open. just, like, everything just clicks? No, not at once. Everything doesn't click all at once. Okay. But there are moments in between that yeah, clicks. And okay. Like anything in life, once you open your mind up, and get rid of that mental block you can visualize something that's abstract 
or you can take something that's not abstract and make it abstract. Like when people think organic chemistry, they think like, oh yeah, I had to take that class twice or like I had a modeling kit for that class. But organic chemistry can be something as simple as when you eat, your body is breaking down all those molecules. Like that's a chemical reaction. That's okay, organic chemistry. Hopper? Okay, <laughs> okay, Professor Hoffer, giving those lessons. Okay, but I didn't come here to teach. You know, you know. I mean, but you already teaching already. And like, <laughs> they're just like that's a lot of wisdom though that you giving out. The whole like I, I think a lot of people do end up in mental blocks and don't like break through that. So like, how do you break through that mental block? How did you break through that chemistry mental block or any mental block? Getting rid of those preconceived notions. So chemistry is something that I started doing in high school. So I took um, honors chemistry class and then I took AP chemistry. And then deciding where I wanted to go to school, I was either going to do chemistry or biology because I was initially pre-med and food for thought. I didn't realize that you don't have to be STEM to be pre-med, but that's what I thought at the time. So I applied to Chapel Hill for biology and state for chemistry. And I got into both programs um, but I wanted something that I could just do more with. And logistically, I myself can do more with chemistry than I could with biology. And it's a little bit more challenging for me. So I went with chemistry and came to state. And also, state offered me the most financial aid. It's October hey. 2nd, y'all. FAFSA opened up yesterday. So go fill it out. Um, hey. <laughs> so coming to state for chemistry, it was something that I've been doing for two years at that point. Um and getting around that mental block came with seeing people that looked like me in the field and also seeing people that didn't look like me. And it's like, if there's nobody like me or very few like me that are doing this, somebody's got to be the one to do it so that people that come after you know that it can be done. Facts, facts, facts. That's actually a perfect transition. Um, this, gave me the, this gave me the lob. I feel because <laughs> we about to just dunk this thing. So, like, what does it mean for you to, like, see black faculty and, like, in the chemistry department? That's a hard question because there are all of, let's see, two black faculty in the chemistry department. So, like, what does it mean for you, like, when you see them, like, like what is that, what is that feeling like when you was like, oh, there's two, like, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that feel like? It hurts a little bit because I know that black people can do anything. So to see so few in something that I care so much about, it hurts me because we're amazing. And you want more people like you and what you're doing. And it's it makes chemistry all the more challenging because if you see people that look like you, you're going to reach out to those people more often. You're like They're going to be there for you. They're going to be your village. But because there are so few, who are you going to reach out to? It makes reaching out and getting help harder. But the two that are there, um, they're both black men in chemistry, so that's even better. Um, they're really helpful. And they're trying to get more black chemists in the department. There are, I think, three or four black graduate students that are women working on their PhDs right now in chemistry. So shout out to them. Cool, cool, cool. That's dope. That's dope to hear. Of course, there's always work, more work to be done, but shout out to those uh, two faculty for their work. And like, have you like built any like 
real like professional are you able to build like you talk about a village so like a village also includes your peers so have you been able to develop like a professional relationship with like other black like students whether they be grad school undergrad have you been able to make those connections in chemistry or in chemistry yes so one of the black grad students in the chemistry department currently working on her phd is lanisha wright and she's from Virginia, but she started her PhD program the same time I started my undergrad. So she kind of adopted me as her mentee, and she's been uh, just checking in on me, whether it's class or personal life, just to see how I'm doing since freshman year. So it's going on four years now that we've had this connection and we've been able to grow with each other. Um, and then I've also made connections with students that are under me. So, And when I say under me, I mean like, a different class than I'm in. So I actually have mentees within the chemistry department that I also help, whether that's academic or personal. So you've adopted some people too. Yeah, you know, when so, when so much is given to you, you have to give back. That is true, that is true. What does it mean to like give back, like for you? Like what does that mean to give back since? It's whether it's offering your time, your advice, your money, you should always be available to give back and support something even if you didn't receive that support. So if, like, you can't complain about a place if you're not going to put time and effort towards that place to make it something for other people that you wanted it to be for you. So when I think about giving back, that's what I think about, is that I didn't have the chemistry department that I wanted as an undergrad, but I want to create that for other people. That's a word. That's a word. Um, so... With that in mind, like when it comes to, is, are you very like, like, are you very like taking the initiative of like adopting students of like saying like, oh, I want this person to be my mentee. I want to like, are, are they reaching out to you? Like, how's that going about? Are you just like, oh, I'm adopting you. Like, this is definitely going to be a thing. <laughs> um, It's a little bit of both. I think it gradually comes. Um, So if I see a black or brown face within the department I make sure to introduce myself like I make it a point to introduce myself and like give them my information um and so it might start out with like a homework question but m the way I am even though you might text me for a homework question after I help you with that or point you into the direction of someone who can I want to check back up with you later so you are like, say you ask me a question about, oh, yeah, I have this problem on my homework. We have a test next week and a week and a half or two weeks. If I don't hear from you, I'm going to say, hey, did you get your homework problem fi figured out? How was your exam, by the way? How's the class going for you? Do you want to grab lunch? How's life? So it's just taking that initiative to make sure that they know someone is looking out for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like making yourself very you seem like you make yourself very available to yeah. people. Yeah. Which is why I am an SMS and why I am an ambassador and I'm in a chemistry fraternity. Like I do all these things so that people can see my face and know she did it. I can do it. That's a lot. You just said chemistry fraternity, SMS and an ambassador. So like how are you balancing all of this? The Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Lord. <laughs> so, um, you make time for what you want to make time for at the end of the day. Um, I like learning. I like my classes, but I also like doing outreach. So because I like and I love both of those things, 
I make it a point to make sure I have time for all of those things. Okay. So, like, why you like learning so much? Like, and this sounds like a crazy question. No, like, no, no. You can never stop learning. Uh, people might not like um, formal education. So you might not like sitting in class, someone talking at you the whole time. Or you might not like sitting down and watching a lecture video or reading a book. But I think everyone enjoys learning something that they didn't know. And it's always fun when you learn something to be able to teach someone else that. Everyone likes to feel smart. That is true. Like, <laughs> I would say like I do feel like I like having some trivia like knowledge where I'd be like, no, this is like like that or like this piece of art actually goes back to the 1600s. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. And intellect doesn't come from the level of education you have. It comes from learning. People can't mix education with the ability to learn. It's not the same thing. Ooh, that is a word. <laughs> that is a word. Because like, I always felt that the same way, too. Because like I've seen a lot of people who are educated, who got the degree and everything like that, but they're very close-minded. Mm-hmm. Like, the only information, the only like information they can really ever gather is if they pay thousands of dollars for it. So it's just like you could be someone off the street with like some knowledge, some real knowledge from some real practical knowledge from experience. They'll never listen to yeah, you. Yeah, people won't listen to you. Yeah. So it's like I understand that perfectly because I'm like because I remember one of my uh, uncles. He told me about like learning the guitar when he was teaching me to like play the guitar. He was like never look down on someone. Like I could learn a particular lick from like a 14 year old kid. And like, but like this 14 year old kid could have just started, but he knows this particular lick mm-hmm. that's like super crazy. So I need to be able to learn from that, not just look at, oh, he just started for like six months or whatever. Right. He started for six weeks. Right. And that's where discernment comes in because you don't, you don't want to believe what someone's saying just based off of their credentials, but you also don't want to discredit someone because they don't have those same, like that same level that the other person had. So you just have to have that discernment to know this person has something worth listening to. So I'm going to listen. Yeah. Discernment is like a key part of life. It's like sometimes I'm still learning. Right. Like right now, even with like, I guess I always take discernment as like a very like faith, biblical thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm still kind of like in my journey with like that when it comes to like making discernment decisions, making sure I'm making the good judgment calls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cause like, no, I'm just, we're both Christians. So we both know like, you have to be able to assess situations and be able to make those judgment calls. Be like, hey, this is wrong. This is right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's crazy. I didn't think we was going to talk about faith and all that. <laughs> no, because like, we met in church, right? Uh, at Peace, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 Peace Church. Shout out. <laughs> I was like, that was like what your sophomore year. Yeah, that's when I started going. It's my sophomore year because yeah. I found out about it. I was working at the African American Cultural Center at the time, so I found out about Peace through them, and then I started going. Okay, true, true, true. You have a church now? Yeah, so I actually go to Elevation Baptist Church in Nightdale. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. So, like, what is like your faith me like mean to you as far as like? When it comes to your work in chemistry and stuff like that. Because, like, you know, there's the whole science versus faith type thing. They can coexist. Uh, one cannot exist without the other. Like, like I said before, chemistry is the basis of everything. Like, uh, the 
theory that the Big Bang didn't happen, but like God created the heavens and the earth. I like to think that the Big Bang was God creating the heavens and the earth, you know? So that's just what I like to think. But in everything I do, I keep God with me. So like church, if I miss a Sunday, I'm still going to pray. Like I know God is graceful and forgiving. Um, you know, got to pray over those tests sometimes. You know you didn't study for them. <laughs> but well, you're going to get... come through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you get that grade back and it's just what you needed, like, that wasn't you. That was the Lord. But then outside of that, um, thankful for getting uh, a degree in chemistry, making it this far at an institution like NC State. Uh, thankful yeah. for the community that's here on the campus. We're not as connected as we should be or could be, but people are actively working to get it to where it could be. Yeah, shout out to the people who are working for the community and all that. And who are working to make sure we're all connected and everything because that's very important work and we gotta give people their flowers yeah so like shout out to them shout out to bsb bsb has been doing some great stuff this year yeah they have yeah yeah, yeah. so and any great any that got qualified any black org that I don't know is doing great work y'all doing great work i just don't know about it that's on me that's not on y'all <laughs> <laughs> keep well. up the good work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um what's up with my notes yes so I did want to ask you, like, what does it mean to be, like, a black woman in STEM? To be a black woman in STEM is to know so much and to have so much to say, but people discount what you have to say or question what you know. Um, it's, it's being second-guessed and having to get over it. Um, sometimes in my lab, I'll come in with a plan for a procedure and my lab partners will have a different procedure that at some point they concocted, I guess, together. And now we're standing here with two different procedures and three people trying to figure out who's to do. So I outline mine and say why we should do it. And they outline theirs, but don't say why they should do it. So then we're sitting there for five more minutes and then someone eventually goes to the TA, and the TA says, my procedure. And they're, now they're asking the TA, is he sure? <laughs> what? That's what being a black woman in chemistry is. Wait, 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 wait. And the crazy thing is, is like, I'm not even shocked. I'm not shocked that the disapproval, I'm shocked that the questioning of then the TA. Yeah, to say like, well, are you sure? Because this, this, and this. But it's getting over that and knowing that these are the people that don't want you in this field. This is why this field has been filled with old white men for the last who knows how long. And this is why this is all the more reason that you should be in this field is to stop things from like this from happening. Yeah, it sounds like that 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 type of stuff just motivates you because it sounds like you got you like, OK. Yeah, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to show you. I deserve to be here. I was right this time. May not be right next time, but I'm going to be right the time after that. It's being okay with people questioning you because at the end of the day, to be able to be questioned and explain yourself, and you don't have to explain yourself every time, but to be able to explain yourself is helping you know why you're doing it and it's going to create you into, or yeah, it's going to help you to be the leader that you want to be. Not being upset at being questioned all the time. 
okay, dropping gems. Okay, <laughs> dropping gems. Nah, this is the reason why I, like, I really wanted to interview you because you have a lot of wisdom. Honestly, though, like, you have a lot of wisdom. Hey, I'm only 21, so <laughs> I don't yeah, know where it's all coming from. <laughs> I think it comes from like your mindset, really, because it's just like you seem like you're very like sure of yourself. Like, oh no! Like I'm, <laughs> I know it hasn't been always like that. I yeah. know it has. It hasn't been always like that. But I'm saying, like in those moments when you're sure of yourself, you seem very much like like ten years older when it comes to like your perspective. Like it comes from like this, like not say experience, but kind of like some type of knowledge that's just like forward thinking. So yeah, because I remember, because I remember like. <clears throat> When it like early in this conversation, when you was talking about your mindset as far as like doing something that's hard in the and it being gratifying because it's hard, a lot of people don't like that. A lot yeah. of people don't like like hard work to that level of like I like that feeling of like working through something only for it to kind of break me down, but I still break through. And a lot of people are not tough minded like that. Yeah. A lot of people are like, all right, it's hard. I'm going to head out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to head out. <laughs> That's my favorite meme, bro. No. Okay. So last fall, I was taking an, an organic chemistry class. Part of the final was take home. I'm sitting at my living room table taking the final, and I just start crying. I was like, I can't do this. It's hard. I'm just going to have to fail the class. And my roommates were fashion textile management, um, geology they couldn't help me with my homework at this point or the final exam at this point so i just went into my room and i set a little timer for five minutes got it all out of my system then i went back to the table and i was like all right i'm gonna get this done regardless and i passed the class so that's that's the kind of mindset that you have to have is like have you heard the quote where it's like are you gonna cry or boss up was like you gonna cry in that forward or that like that. <laughs> no, not that one. Not that one. Not the future quote. What was that? You go. What did he say? You gonna cry in that Honda or uh, that's Bugatti or something yeah. like that? Something like that. Something. But not that. So it's like a quote out there. It's like you gonna cry or boss up, and you gotta be the person that's gonna do both, because it's okay to do both. See, that's so much wisdom <laughs> right there. Because like, it's not an either or thing. Like, uh -uh. you can cry about it and then like. Um, boss up too. Yeah, bosses cry sometimes. It's cool. Exactly. You know what I'm saying I don't, but like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking. We need a, to be more like you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm joking. As a black man, I'll say that it's important to cry. I cried like a few weeks ago, so it's okay. I just want to say that it's okay to cry, and also as a future therapist, I'm definitely gonna say like, yeah, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. So we talked about like, you know, being a black woman in STEM. So like, what would you say since you're so mindful of like the future and like make sure and curating space for like people and stuff like that? What would you say to like younger you? Like, what were some things you know now that you wish you knew earlier? Mm. Things I know now that I wish I knew earlier. Yeah. How early are we talking? Like when like, you first began your journey. College? Yeah. 
I wish I knew that I would make it this far. Um, mm. After my first semester, I did not like NC State. I did not want to stay here. I didn't want to stay in college at all. Mm. Um, so if I could go back and say, like, you're going to make it, I think that would have eased my college journey. Because um, not knowing that, I go through, like, high and low periods of, like, super stressed out times. Um, or, like, someone will see me and be like, are you okay? You look stressed. Or, like, you look tired. And I'm like, I always look stressed. I always look tired. This <laughs> is just, like, a heightened state of that. Um, and during, during those states, I don't really, after I'm past it, I don't really remember a lot that went on and like this is college you want to remember what's going on and yeah, it's all like a blur right? yeah exactly so if i can go back and tell myself like you're gonna make it you're gonna be fine like take it easy that's like, what i would want to know yeah, yeah, yeah like so what so also would you also say to like black women in stem who are like black women who are interested in becoming like a stem major like you know high school whatever what would you say to them as far as like if they feel like they can't do it I think they should reflect on what in them is telling themselves that they can't do it. Write it down. A lot of people um, think things, but once you write it down or say it out loud, it's like it's there at that point. And you have to face it once you write it down or say it out loud. And if someone's telling themselves that they can't do something, once they do that, you're what are the reasons that you can't do it? All of them are BS, basically. Like, all of them, they're not good reasons that you can't do it. So once you write it down and you realize that they're going to be fine and um, they can talk to people, I would tell them to talk to someone that's in their position or in the position that they want to be in. So, like, reach out to someone in college if you're in high school or reach out to one of your teachers to ask how their journey was from high school to college to going to work full time yeah start that mentorship and yeah. stuff like that start it early yeah, like yeah. you you can always look for a handout from someone else you have to be the one to initiate it sometimes so i think if young girls that want to pursue stem think that way then they'll be fine look at that mindset just like i gotta go get it okay you a little hustler okay? <laughs> i'm a hustler baby <laughs> <laughs> so like what do you want to do in the future like 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 all this good mentality good mindset like what, what's what's your vision of the future um science outreach has always been a part of me outreach and service in general has always been a part of me so no matter what i'm doing in the next five to ten years i know that's going to be a part of it um right now for the immediate future i'm applying to graduate schools and hopefully I can obtain my PhD in chemistry over the next five and a half years. So Dr. Hopper. Is yeah, be yeah, the that's okay. the end goal. And then we're either going to teach uh, at a college for chemistry or going into industry. But, you know, why not both? Why not both? You seem like you can do anything, really. Like I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying with like your mentality, you'll be able to accomplish your goals. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. 
I, I kind of like, I know it's like for myself, this is my self-awareness time. I can be very like super inspired. Like Yo, you can do anything. Like, yeah. Like, but, yeah. I, but it's very realistic. A lot of people feel like it's idealistic. It's coming from a realistic place. People so need that in their lives. So yeah. people need people like you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. So like you always like passionate about volunteering service. Like why? It goes back to giving back. I mean, once you've had so much given to you, or maybe you didn't have so much given to you, you have to give what you wanted to someone else. You can't. How can I say this? You can't expect where you came from to get better if you don't want to give back to where you came from. Um, you don't, you never know what someone else is going through in their life. So, like, you see people in line at the food bank or something. Oh, they need to get a job. Maybe they have a job and it's still not cutting it. Because I know times for me, like, when I was younger, my mom has two bachelor's degrees from North Carolina Central University. So, shout out to HBCUs everywhere. Um, she taught. She's had a hair salon everything like she worked but sometimes it just didn't cut it so sometimes we did have to go like to the food ministry or something and so not judging someone based off of what they're going through is a part of life and I think that makes you a better person once you realize that you can't judge what someone is doing and just being willing to give back and give your time because that's going to help them that's going to motivate them to know that people like you are helping and not judging and they can get back on their feet things can get better for them it's just going to help all around <laughs> yeah <laughs> now listening to you and i was just like i hear a lot of things i've thought about too when it comes to giving back is that's why i want to like be like a therapist and stuff like mm -hmm. that in the future and get my mdiv and all that is because i want to give back and i want to do that you know for people helping them give them back on their feet and stuff like that yeah, so, and yeah. giving back looks different for everyone. Like For some people, it's going to the food bank. It could be like cleaning up a neighborhood or tutoring some kids, like therapy, like you said, just being that shoulder to listen to or shoulder to lean on, some person to listen to. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. But, um, yeah, it looks different for everyone. Giving back and service looks different, and it's all helpful at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. Going back to my notes again. Ah, so what cause? What particular cause are you like really passionate about? Like, what causes are you passionate about? I know you mentioned Habitat for Humanity and all that, but like, what like causes like are you really like passionate about? Oh, black people in science for sure. That's my biggest one. So, I'm not in uh, National Society for Black Engineers, NSBE. But I volunteer with them a lot. Um, I thank them for being open to me as a non-engineer. But getting the number of black and brown faces in STEM and in science up and retaining those people in those fields um, is one of my biggest passions. Okay. How, how do we get more people in STEM? Start young. Um, sciences and TV shows... A lot of people 
and not in a bad way, but a lot of people push their kids towards sports. Um, why can't they do sports and be in robotics? Like, you can do both. You can you can do all the things. So starting them young, maybe they go to do sports Monday, Wednesday, and maybe they go to robotics club Tuesday, Thursday, or just looking on YouTube for at-home science experiments like the baking soda volcano or something. Stuff <laughs> like that. Stuff that's going to get them interested and they're going to think, oh, that's so cool. Did you start out like that? I can't remember. I don't think so, though. So, like, how did you learn to, like, love chemistry or science the much as you do? It was just going through middle school and high school. Like, choosing my major, I was just going through middle school and high school classes and thinking, like, okay, what did I get the highest grades in? I know it wasn't writing. I know it wasn't English or history. Oh, you did well in math and science? Okay, well, let's keep going with math and science. So that's how I got involved with it. And then... So it's kind of like not actually knowing what it fully was and then getting into it, finding out what it is. I still don't know what chemistry fully is, honestly. But what I know is that the part of chemistry that I'm in right now and that I'm actively learning right now, I love. And if I had found it when I was younger, I'm not sure I could say the same thing, but I'm glad I found it now. Timing is all about timing. Yeah, yeah. So like what particular chemistry are you interested in right now? environmental chemistry so when i get my phd i want to do environmental chemistry with a concentration in material science um so that way we can like better the communities stop or decrease climate change it's not a hoax i promise it's real or the climate crisis <laughs> as some people yeah, say climate crisis we want to preserve what we have or make it better for future generations. So I think having that environmental chemistry aspect and um, that materials concentration is really going to combine something I love and something I want to preserve. So are you aware like of the Amazon fires and stuff like that? Yes. Any yes. opinions? Hmm. No comment like right now, but maybe another time. Okay. It's a lot to digest, and we just don't have the time for it right now. I feel that. I feel that. That is a whole deep dive within itself. I would say that that is a terrible crime of humanity. I'll say that. Um, so you also volunteer for Habitat for Humanity. Like, how did that feel? So that's, like, a different story. So I like volunteering with Habitat to relieve my stress. <laughs> so usually when I'm volunteering with Habitat, it's on the construction or home preservation sites. So it's me with a hammer knocking something down. But I'm not just tearing everything up. Like, I, it's going to be rebuilt or uh, from the ground up. So it's just a good way to relieve stress. But while relieving that stress, I'm also helping out <laughs> a family. Because housing is an issue. Like, there's a huge housing issue in certain communities. So to be able to help that but also get some stress out, it's like a win-win. That's dope. You can't I'm, lose with Habitat for Humanity. Most definitely, most definitely. That's interesting, though. I never thought about, like, that being a stress release for you. Yeah. Like. And that's just for me, like, physically. But, like, if you like the paint and stuff like that, like, you can wait until the house gets into a later stage and if painting soothes you, sign up for Habitat and go paint the inside of someone's bedroom or, like, kitchen or something. Dope. They have so many different um, things you can do with them. And it'll teach you some skills, too, because 
Like I can tile a floor, a bathtub, install some floorboards, some baseboards, like all that stuff. So, so you doing more chemistry work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the building blocks of life <laughs> and your house. <laughs> and your house. That's pretty dope. That's a dope skill. Tile floors, like that's what's up. Um. Oh yeah, I had a question, but then I, like, okay, so like self care, because that made me think about self care, like. So with all the stuff you go through with chemistry and stuff like that, like I know your self care routine must be like something ah that's actually an area that i struggle in is the self-care train it's you always preaching self-care though because like, i remember every time we like we talked during yeah. finals he was like self-care like make sure you, you know, do something exactly it was, because it's kind of one of those things that you got to tell other people to make it sh- <laughs> like to make sure they doing it but like you know inside it's something you strive for but sometimes you just can't meet that mark but it looks different for everyone. So, like, volunteering, stress relief, that's self-care. But getting up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday and volunteering until 3 is not necessarily self-care. So, it's just having that balance. Um, I'm getting better with it, though. So, I've been learning how to say no to things. Um, I can't be at everything. I can't go to everyone's stuff um, or not allowing everyone into my space like yeah i want to hang out with y'all but y'all can't come over right now because i need to sleep stuff like that so i'm definitely getting better with the self-care I'm not where i was but i'm not where i want to be are you at the like the netflix uh wine and cheese night oh level? absolutely absolutely <laughs> i am a shonda rhimes fan tgit thursdays when it used to be girls anatomy scandal and how to get away with murder i was there i would not miss it <laughs> And then I got into that wind down of, uh, like, bad self-care. And I was like, you know what? I need my Thursdays back. So tomorrow, I'm going to be at the crib watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> you know, I've never seen the episode of Grey's Anatomy. So like, You've never seen an episode of I've Grey's Anatomy? I've never seen the Grey's Oh, my. Y'all, I'm about to walk out of the studio. I cannot believe this. <laughs> you have to watch one. But don't watch the first episode, though. But you have to watch wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. So don't watch the first episode. Yeah, actually, don't watch the first like four seasons. Whoa! Because <laughs> some people watch like the first couple of episodes of the first season, and they're just like, "Oh, it's a lot going on. I don't know if my heart can take it." And then they just get like turned off or turned away, and they're not committed. If you're gonna watch Grey's Anatomy, you have to be a committed fan. You got to be willing to go all the way. How many seasons are we talking now? So Grey's is on its sixteenth season. I'm pretty sure. And they just got renewed for two more seasons out, so... How did they get renewed for two more seasons? Because the show is that good. I mean, what? Shonda Rhimes, incredible. Incredible. Ellen Pompey, incredible. Dang. <laughs> I missed out on Scandal. I missed on How to Get Away with Murder. I missed out on all that. No, you really do need to watch How to Get Away with Murder. That's something you can watch the first episode of. You'll be confused, but you can you can watch it without having to be committed. Okay, so, like, what is How to Get Away with Murder? Like, um... So it's Viola Davis. She's also incredible. Um, basically, she's a professor, a law professor, and she recruits five of her, what she calls her top students, to work as a part of her own firm. And she's teaching them how to get away with murder. So the class is, this was the case file. This person went to prison. What could they have done to not have had prison time? wow yeah that's interesting but then getting caught up in all of that 
is her personal life and the students' personal lives. Oh, and wow. so, like, people are actually dying. Like, they actually are committing crimes and having to cover it up. And it's, like, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And, like, any show, you develop characters that you hate and you want to get killed off. <laughs> okay. And then there's characters that you're like, oh, push through. Like, I love you so much. Never go anywhere. See, so. yeah, I'm more of a movie person. So, like, yeah, I definitely got to watch some more TV shows. Yeah. Missing out, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. I'll definitely do that. Definitely do that. So that was a good break for my next uh question. So like from honors to AP chemistry to now that you're a senior and you've been a high performing student. Mm, define high performing. Um, you're in chemistry. Um and like you, are we talking all a's because that's not me <laughs> um we talking like a minus no okay so i'm gonna just put it out there um i have definitely received a c before i've received like b minuses b's i've had scores across the board but i have not let that stop me and I do rank 12 out of 47 in my chemistry class. So that's not doing too shabby. It's like so top 25%. <laughs> top 25%. That's high performing for me. That's high performing. So like how do you balance like your leadership stuff and like your academics? Like how do you stay high performing? Like how do you stay like performing so well in like leadership and stuff like that? And getting your internships and stuff like that. Being a student. And still performing well in the class. <laughs> like, like, give us the secret, Gwen Hopper. Like, like sauce. Like, I know it's something you're doing. Like, it's got to be like the Space Jam thing. It's got to be some something in the water that you're drinking. Like, like share with the class. Like, um, I know I can't do everything. So, like, in leadership roles, like as president, I don't solely run Society for Multicultural Scientists on my own. We have an executive board where there's a president, a vice president, a secretary, treasurer. And when people think treasurer, they think, okay, so they just handle everybody's dues, like they buy stuff. That's not what that is. Everybody on that executive board contributes to meeting ideas, to whatever we're going to do. Everyone has an opinion and everyone has an opinion that's valued. So if I can't make it to a meeting or if I have something else to do, it's like, hey, y'all, being willing to communicate with them and say, I have this, I can't make it, but I, like, know y'all can do it. Like, I don't need to be there for y'all to be able to be great. Um, and I think that was that's what makes a good organization is making sure that the people around you know their strengths and know that they can do whatever without you being there. Um, so that's as far as le leadership. Like, that's how I balance that. Um, I can't do everything. I just let them do it sometimes. Um, classes got to communicate with your professors i've turned in assignments late um i've turned in assignments early on time just letting them know hey i had something going on but i did it sometimes you do it and you forget to submit it just being honest um or if even if you submit it one second before the due date it's in so balancing stuff like that communicating with the professors not being afraid to not know something I go to office hours all the time. I bug my professors and TAs in their office hours with something that I don't know. You just can't let your ego or your pride get in the way. So once you are able to know that, don't have FOMO. Like, don't have fear of missing out from 
what's going on on campus and leadership and other programs and stuff and don't have that fear of being questioned or feeling like you're not smart enough once you can do both of those things and maintain them and like giving back that's just that's something I'm always do whether or not I'm in school so (laughs) that's easy to balance I love that but that's how I balance all three or three in quotes (laughs) sure 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 ain't gonna bring that to the next level with PhDs and all that we hope so (laughs) I mean I'll say you got it just because like I want to be the optimistic person and so I think there was one more question I had, I think. It had to do with, do you feel accomplished? Yes. Question mark. He said question mark. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yes, I do feel accomplished. Um, being at state is an accomplishment. Making it past each year is an accomplishment um the organizations that i started out in i'm still in and um they're still doing well and i know they're going to do well after i leave that's an accomplishment um i've done on-campus research i've had an internship off campus all those things are on my on my resume anything that's worth going on my resume like a scholarship or award you should feel accomplished don't i don't want to minimize my accomplishments so Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you made me kind of humble, and I was just like, let me kind of bring out the, the, because like the real the thing is like the real reason why like your words hold weight is because of like how much you've been able to do with like with your time here. Like every time I see you, you're either doing something great. Like I'm not sure. <laughs> like you always like doing something great. Like it's like oh she's doing that. Like oh she's doing that. Oh she's working at the culture center. Oh, she's at peace. Oh, she's like doing research. Oh, she's like in this lab doing stuff. And like you just seem very like on top of your stuff. Thank you. All the time. So it's just like I know sometimes it's like people like sometimes when we're doing a lot of stuff, sometimes we don't reflect on like, yo, I've done a lot. And you do a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be that person that didn't reflect. And uh, the career fair was coming up. And I didn't know what to put on my resume. So I went to the Career Development Center and our um, the representative for the College of Sciences, like, well, you know, what have you done? And I was like, well, I haven't done much. So I don't know, like, no one's going to hire me or no one's going to want me in their lab. And he's like, well, let's think back. Don't you do this? And didn't you do this? And weren't you involved with that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was. So then I have to start making a list of all the things that I've done. And because when you... I feel like when you're really doing something because you like it, you're not really keeping track with everything that you're doing. Um, and that can be good and bad because you don't want to do too much. Um, but just making sure that I do start reflecting back on those things and being proud of them is important. So I have started trying to do that. So thank you for noticing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But yeah, like it's been a wonderful interview. I'm glad you came to the studio. And yeah, if you see Gwen out on campus, say hey. Say hey. <laughs> She's probably in the chemistry department, probably doing something great. But it's been wonderful to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. Most definitely, most definitely. So, Sean Soapbox episode, I don't even know what episode this is. I'll say seven. Maybe it's seven. I don't know. But <laughs> we'll keep it popping. Uh, look for more content coming soon. And of course, 
Thank you, Gwen. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Of course.